If you're watching this in the future, welcome to the video. If you're in the chat right now, I'm sorry that I'm late. <laughs> I'm three minutes late. That's it. Oh, everyone's... I'm going to be asleep when this happens. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. So, let's get right on into this. Bring this over here, actually. We're going to bring chat over here as well. All right, everybody. So, the topic of the day. Is BMX Media sustainable? And has BMX Media turned into one big advertisement? And uh, before we get too involved, sorry, I'm not trying to cover up those logos. Before we get too crazy with it, I would like to uh, say that uh, I'm not taking shots at anyone. And I'm not saying anything is bad or anything shouldn't be a certain way because I want to say right off of the bat, even if BMX media is or was or becomes one giant advertisement that is better than no BMX media whatsoever. And at the same time, you got to do what you got to do to survive. And if BMX media has to become one giant ad to survive, then I personally feel like the trade-off between not having BMX media and uh, it being an ad is worth it. But what I want to talk about also is, is it even sustainable for BMX media to not become an advertisement? I feel like one leads to another because with no one buying magazines and I mean, what is the product that BMX media is selling other than posting stuff on their website? and whatnot with without a product i feel like it's not sustainable anymore in the same way but i do feel like it is sustainable just in a different way and i feel like youtube is the perfect i mean not the perfect is a perfect solution to this uh problem that we're talking about so, for instance, Ride BMX, obviously they're, uh, they're not around anymore, or currently they're not around. They started uploading content from, submitted content from outside people, and in doing so, they were helping build their following, they were uh, helping outside people, and uh, I feel like that was a good overall thing, but the not the alternative. The other side of that was that they really weren't doing much outside of the bubble of where they were and who is advertising on Ride, for example. Duh, I'm talking about Ride. Sorry. My brain is jumbled mess from trying to get here on time. Um, someone says YouTube is a government enabled monopoly allowing them to be the middleman is detrimental to any endeavor business or otherwise that doesn't mean it can't be a huge part of something so I feel like YouTube is a good way currently for BMX media to be sustainable on its own because I mean, Dig is, I think Dig is doing it right now. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I can't say if Dig is all that those guys are doing. I feel like the de so we'd have to define what is sustainable. And that would be the people who are working for BMX a BMX media company. <laughs> Old fat guy BMX driving and listening. Nice. Uh, I feel like, I feel like sustainable means that the people who work for the company, the people who are running this BMX media outlet are being able to provide for themselves from BMX media or from this outlet. Not they do this on the side and then they have to do things or they do this and then they have to do things on the side in order to sustain themselves and their families. It's, I feel like it's got to be 
I feel like it has to be them supporting themselves through this BMX media. So in order to be sustainable, you have to diversify, I feel, because BMX magazines and making videos isn't really, uh, making videos isn't really going to do it unless you're on YouTube and you have a huge following and your video base and your viewership is what's making you your money, which is why I say that YouTube and a following for BMX media is a way that they could be sustainable because otherwise the alternative to that is becoming a big advertisement. And that's kind of the point that I was trying to get to with this is that BMX media isn't re is it still BMX media if the bulk of what they're posting about is sponsored content from companies? Is that still media? Is that news? I feel like media and news are sim similar in that BMX media sites are reporting on what's going on in BMX, videos that come out, parts that are happening, um, sponsorship stuff and what not. And unless you're talking about all of it, then it's, it's not BMX media anymore and it becomes somewhat of an advertisement. And if that's what you have to do to pay the bills, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that or shouldn't be able to do that at all. I'm just saying that I'm just asking if there's a better way. <laughs> Breaking news, new pink swirl colorway destined to change BMX. Not in the same way that news is happening, but it's a question worth asking because if it's one big advertisement and it's just mostly content that is sponsored content, doesn't that make the BMX media company or whatever it is like a production company because they're posting the content and oftentimes they're making the content that they're posting when it comes to certain companies stuff. So, so I feel like the, uh, the distance between a publishing company or not publishing a production company and BMX media is the gap between that is shrinking. Whereas however many years ago, they could solely survive off of a specific product that they were making or a magazine or the fact that they have a website that gets traffic. So companies have to come to them to pay for content and advertisement for that traffic that used to be able to be sustainable. And that's how things could work. But I feel like it's not so much happening or possible anymore, not as possible anymore. And just questions that I want to ask and get people talking about because I feel like this is the kind of thing that needs to be talked about. So up until this point, if you haven't yet, leave some thoughts in the comments about what we're talking about. Um, someone says, I respect the contest coverage. When they do so much, it surprises me. They deserve my support, even if that means advertising. But the thing that you don't realize about this contest coverage is that it's extremely selective. When it comes to Ride BMX and the contest coverage that they are doing, not that they're just posting, that they're doing, it's a very small fraction of what's actually going on. And I understand it's like impossible to go and be at every single contest. But when you're hyping up the contest that your spawn, your paid advertisers are paying you to go and see and you're in paying like for the content to be posted and whatnot and you're not putting light on other things as much i feel like it becomes more of an advertisement because it's not all inclusive yeah it's it's one of those things it's like all of it's awesome everything happening is sick like just the fact that it's there is awesome, but it's, it's not, I feel like it's not the same BMX media where you pick up a ride BMX magazine and you're, you're going to see, they cover the major stuff, but not, not like, okay. So there's, let's, let's talk about this difference between picking up a ride BMX magazine 10 years ago 
and then going to any BMX media site today. Within this Ride BMX magazine, you're going to see every part of BMX because they're covering so much within BMX. Obviously, it's not everything that's going on and they have to be selective because it's a magazine. They can't just post anything and everything. They're paying to do this. It's, there's a difference between that and the internet. And now if you go to any BMX media website today, what you're seeing is mostly ads, which there were ads within Ride BMX Magazine, Dig Magazine. But actually I can't say anything about Dig because I never had one. I never had one of their magazines. So there were ads within Rides Magazine, but it's nowhere near the frequency that there is, there was today or is today within BMX media. So there's a disconnect in it happening where they have to rely on advertisers more. And it just brings up the question, is BMX media sustainable? And I feel like the answer currently is yes, potentially, potentially yes, but in specific ways <clears throat> if so I gotta like think about where I'm going at with it I had so many thoughts I remember when props road fools had a commercial breaks which are paid ads yes but the frequency of those paid ads and and the reason that those paid ads were there is different than the reason that they're there today. The reason those paid ads were there is because everyone was subscribing to Roadfuls props and watching all of that and it was getting in front of all these people. Now it's less that they're getting their stuff in front of everyone and paying for the reach that it is they're paying to support the company I would say. I'm probably totally wrong in all this and somebody can correct me. I'm totally open to that. I was going to have uh, Kurt from BMX Union in on this, but I don't think he's available and I like the idea of just talking, going through things, just making sure, yeah, he's not. The thing that I loved about Ride BMX Magazine is that they really went in depth with everything. I think the other great thing about a magazine is that you have a tangible piece of BMX history I guess I'm just overwhelmed by the great content, the overall coverage compared to my day. There was BMX Plus and Freestyle in magazines. Yeah, uh, totally. And I feel like the sustainability was at a level where they could adequately cover BMX in like what was going on. But now it's, it's not as sustainable, so they can't cover enough of what's going on to be all-encompassing and I feel like that could make it more of an advertisement I'd be curious to hear what people's opinions are that's the whole point of this is ask questions do you guys feel like that do you even care maybe you don't care maybe you guys like what's going on but I'm here to say that if you guys compare what's on BMX Union to what's on the come up to what's on vital BMX to what's on dig there it's all totally different content or not totally different content it's all what am i trying to say <clears throat> there's a lot of obvious sponsored type stuff that you're going to see when you go to those pages and i feel like i always give props to bmx union because Kurt and even when he was helping out ride would be posting lots of random people's stuff even if they weren't riding for a company that was paying for ads but when it comes to certain companies I know that they refrain from posting certain things or change how they post certain things if it's someone's riding that's for a company that isn't a paid advertiser <clears throat> And it just brings up these questions. Of course, I want BMX media to be sustainable and I want there to be BMX magazines. I want there to be something. And, and I think I don't know the way that to do that in the 21st century. I mean, it's a problem that 
newspapers are facing by going online and not printing and it just I feel like these are things that need to be talked about by not just the mainstream people in DMX I feel like we have to give a voice to the guys who are watching this right now the people who are gonna watch this the people on YouTube watching videos not just the pros or the people making the stuff so I think that there's a disconnect and there's a bubble that's going on where all of these or where BMX media outlets live, you could say, and everywhere else because they're in their BMX bubble of wherever it might be and they might not, they might not have access or they have access to it, but they, they don't have time to be concerned with these things. So I want to make these types of videos so that People like you can talk in the comments, just like you guys did on the last one, about whether or not older riders are underrepresented. There's so many comments on that from people who genuinely care, and I feel like it's a great place for anyone within the industry to go and look and read and just absorb what people are thinking and reflect upon it if they choose to, which I think would be the smart thing to do, because these are the people who are keeping BMX alive. You guys are the ones who are doing it. The people who are riding are the ones who are doing it. And I think that, I don't know. It's hard to say. This is, this is a hard one to talk about. It's a very hard one to talk about just because, just the fact that BMX media exists still in some forms, even though it's very weird right now because Ride BMX is in limbo and nobody knows. Dig just does whatever the hell Dig does. <laughs> uh, Vital is, it's, it's very obvious, like the different sects of things. So you've got Vital, which is posting a lot of the, uh, the park riding type stuff. Then you've got dig which is posting the core purist type bmx content and putting time not time putting resources into dedicated videos they also post up user content i'm pretty sure with their like dig local series maybe it's stuff that people are making for dig then you've got the come up which is mostly street stuff and as much as it sucks to say i feel like the business model of the come up previously and as they're moving towards now is like the podcast that they're doing those types of things are how you might have to make bmx or bmx media sustainable not necessarily the come up as a company because i know a lot of people don't agree with what they're doing but not with what they're doing with what they believe in <clears throat> As long as there are riders, there will be content. There's 10 times more riders than years ago. The media will never go away, just shuffle around. And I think that's exactly kind of the point to get at is that I think it's always going to be sustainable. It might be on different levels, but I think as long as companies, BMX media companies are willing to uh, change or adapt that's the word as long as bmx media companies are willing to adapt they can be sustainable and if that means being an advertisement for a little while or just in general and still posting as much as they can then that's what that means as long as bmx media exists and people are learning about it and another thing that i kind of forgot to talk about earlier which i should have mentioned is that the need for BMX media is different now because most companies have their YouTube channels and their followings on Instagram and Facebook and whatnot. They don't have to rely on BMX media to post their stuff and get it out there anymore because they can do it themselves and reach just as many people or the same people. So it kind of leaves a gap to be filled by BMX media where I, that's where I think this unique content like the feeble talks and the podcasts and the different things of these natures are where things will move to as well as sponsored type content. 
bike shops are losing out on BMX because they aren't advertising at the right places online. That's a totally different talk stream of consciousness for another day. That's something that we should talk about though. I hate when the come up disses park riding so lame. We won't talk about those types of things. This is more of a question of whether or not BMX media is sustainable. Do you guys think that it's sustainable? I really want to know. And if you guys even care, I mean, I know, do you guys, obviously you want some sort of BMX media to consume. Does it, does it matter how you get it or who it's from? Do you care if it's from BMX Union, Vital, Dig, The Come Up? Or is it something that you just take it as you get it from where you get it? Or do you have people online, YouTube, like, like me, who makes BMX news videos that talk about the different things that are going on so you can find it from there? <clears throat> Not in print form. They have to change with the times. I absolutely agree that they have to change with the times. And I think that now, honestly, what I think would be the perfect opportunity is I think what the perfect opportunity for something like props to come back is right now while vlogs and podcasts and all this different stuff is huge on YouTube props has a something like props has a perfect opportunity to come in and be a video magazine that's on YouTube for people to watch and and subscribe to and support through the internet just it's kind of it could be the same thing that you know like it could be the same thing it used to be or not the same thing it could be similar to how it used to be but on YouTube and YouTube is the vehicle to get it to people rather than the DVD that they send out <clears throat> Need someone with a ton of money to start a company, hire people, and send them out to cover contest jams in local scenes. The thing about that is, though, that it's not sustainable. That's why it doesn't happen. That's why you don't see big companies putting money into things like that because the return on the investment is what companies care about. And that's why I mentioned YouTube and internet and things like that because... YouTube is a way for the following to give the return on the investment. You might get the views and whatnot. You're, the views that you're getting are helping to give you a return on the investment that you put in to get to the contest and the whatnot. And there's enough of a following in an audience out there that I, I think there is anyways to sustain something like that. And I feel like this is a perfect opportunity for something like props to come back where they cover and are all encompassing within mainstream BMX. Kids can't wait two months for magazines. Contests happen weekend when someone can post it in days. Magazines inspire creativity. It's not just about the contest results. So, so that's where something like a props comes in where they could have a person, personality, whatever, go to a contest or a videographer, something, they have a host. So they've got a videographer, they've got a host. They go to a contest, they, a big name contest where there's going to be pros. They film the contest, they film the host interacting with people just like Crandall would do back in the day and then they make something out of that for YouTube which could be made in a weekend it could be made in a week and then they turn it around and if the if they make it to the quality that is possible I feel like that's something that could make BMX media sustainable a video YouTube online magazine we get it Kevin challenge mag is six for BMX I don't know what challenge mag is I'm sorry such as Kareem's world Kareem's world is kind of similar to this but Kareem does his own thing I guess it's it's a version of it yes and people are 
people support that and it's on S&M's YouTube page. So it's kind of a form of that and it's a somewhat decent example. I would think that there'd be other forms of it. And I guess that's, that's kind of an example of BMX media. And this is all just stream of consciousness for people to comment on and start conversations and just give their opinions, give your opinions on these things because it's stuff that needs to be talked about. And I think it's valuable information for, for BMX media companies to see. Remember when magazines used to cover bike show tours? I'm not old enough to remember that. In terms of reach, BMX media has been overtaken by BMX vloggers and popular riders on Instagram. Companies would rather sponsor these guys and get them to endorse their products on social media platforms than on BMX media. That's a big reason why BMX media is dying, not BMX is dying. BMX is just as good as it's ever been. I think that, and I told, I, I legitimately told this to Kurt at BMX Union before, that BMX media needs to hire or sponsor popular people on YouTube and Instagram so that, and, and they can cover things like this. And just like I said, send them out to somewhere. And if you pay and you're sponsoring a rider who's huge on the internet, the same way that a company would, they're going to bring people in. And I feel like, I feel like if you, turn the BMX vlogging and switch it to BMX media vlogging so that it's more focused on the media side of things and what you're focusing on rather than a person's life. It's, it's kind of the same idea as props coming back or an idea of something like props coming back. I feel like that's a perfect way for BMX media to adapt to today's times. Absolutely, I think BMX media is important, but I think as riders, we get a lot of sources from YouTube because it's the quickest way to get information we're searching for. Two-minute video gets to wider areas of kids than just a couple pics in a magazine. Kind of like Jason Watts for Vans Bull Cups. I didn't give a S about it other than watching him being a funny bugger. So, so yeah, exactly. All of that. YouTube is a way to help BMX media be sustained. And I think that ride was kind of, uh, I think that the people at ride understood that. And I think that they were trying to build the YouTube side of things. If I'm going to choose a place to get media, BMX media, I'm staying on YouTube. Exactly. I mean, and it's always a bad idea to put all of the eggs in one basket. But at the same time, this is the biggest basket that's possible right now. And what's the alternative? I don't know what the alternative is. <laughs> how, do you, how does a BMX media company sustain itself other than being an advertisement for the companies that support it? I think that that could be an answer. And if anyone has any thoughts on any other answers, that's the whole point of this video is to just get the thoughts from people in the comments below and start the conversations about things. We need BMX local zines. And there, those exist already. There's several of those. There's the Push It to Stop one. Uh, Ride PA BMX does one. Um, what's his nuts? What's his nuts? <laughs> Scott? No, not Scott. There's more. Those exist. I agree. Riders that are covering their own scenes, riders and contests are doing a decent job. There's just so much of it. I don't want to subscribe to every vlog and every company. Curation is key. And that is where BMX Media curating these things is a thing. And that's why something like Props right now, I think, could come back. I think if they started it five years ago, they probably would be just as big as any of the biggest BMX YouTube pages right now. And if you guys knew what some of these YouTube pages were bringing in money-wise, they get hundreds of thousands, millions of views every month, you'd understand too. 
I don't know what BM like Ride was bringing in monthly, as far as any of their stuff goes. But they were. Uh, Ryan Fudger just said in the unclicked podcast I was listening to earlier that they were trending upward and doing well. I would love a magazine, but people are generally going to not want to spend their money on it. They'd rather stay on YouTube slash Instagram. Exactly. All of this is just exactly pointing to this being some sort of solution, and I think that at least Ride understood that. Road Fools needs to come back. Start BMX blogs that are catered to different parts of the states. Yeah, this is all, yes, just yes. And, and this is all my opinion, but it seems like people are agreeing that it could be a way to sustain BMX media in the future. And I think that obviously it doesn't happen overnight. And obviously, even if Ride, even if the guys get to buy out Ride and bring it back, it wouldn't happen overnight. And there's probably, I don't know if they're going to, they would change what they're doing or if they would keep doing the same thing that they've been doing. But I feel like staying in that one area in California isn't going to be enough to be sustainable. I think they're, they're going to have to do a little bit more than just posting viewer submitted content along with their uh, drop the pins and feeble talks that mostly feature a lot of the same guys that get covered within BMX. BMX Plus stopped printing a few years ago. BMX is bigger than LA these days. You're absolutely right. And I think that yet yeah, rides drop the pin is seriously awesome. And I think that something like a props youtube channel i mean it, they don't have to make these long videos too it could be people make drop the pins all over the world and they get submitted and if the following gets built and the viewership is there it will bring enough of a return on the investment to pay the videographer and rider potentially it should pay the rider to make a video like this What's up, JJ? Maybe Ride needs an East and West Coast office. I, I don't, that's not, but they got to pay for that. They got to pay for people to do that. That's the thing. That's all of the sustainability subject. Be more spread instead of the same area. Absolutely. And I think that once the viewership and YouTube stuff would be built, which I think they were already doing decent. I mean, I don't know their stats, but once it gets built to a level, it would allow them to have a return on the investment and be able to go out there and have other people do things from other places. I think they might've been working towards something like that. And they kind of got stuff. They got a, stick thrown in their front wheel do the pay do they pay the riders that did drop the pins i would gladly do it for free i have no idea if they paid them or not but that gladly do it for free attitude is why no one can make money in bmx because everyone is willing to do to send themselves down a huge set of stairs or do crazy stuff for a set of grips from a company or some exposure it's why people in the media like photography and videography hate it so much whenever there's people who are extremely undercutting everyone else because it does nothing but lower the value of the product if you're willing to do something for free you have no value so that's why bmx riders obviously there's not too much money in bmx that's a totally different conversation for a different day as well but everyone being willing to do things for free or parts or some grips doesn't help BMX riders and other professional riders. <clears throat> so once again, leave in the comments if you're watching this later, do you think that BMX media is sustainable if so, how? 
And I mean, it's pretty clear that BMX media has a lot of advertising and that's what's keeping it going. But like I said, that's how you have to keep it going. That's how you have to keep it going. But I feel like pushing and building towards something that is self-sustainable without relying totally on the advertisers to pay your pay for sponsorship and I to pay for relay rely on advertisers to pay for content and sponsorship that they aren't getting a ton of uh return on the way that they would be with the viewership of 10 years ago or if they grew a million subscriber YouTube channel that got millions of views every month. Like the Joker said, if you're good at something, never do it for free. Obviously, there's a conversation to be had when it comes to BMX because it's a hobby and a passion and obsession for a lot of people and they get good at it. But it's one of those things that can't undercut everyone and drop the bottom out of the business by being willing to do things for free. New idea, your girlfriend in a conversation about women of freestyle. I don't know if she would do that. <laughs> she kind of just likes to ride my bike around in circles and not really like, she's not super involved with the uh, women freestyle thing obviously she's friends with several of those people who have been around but not quite the same so yeah i think we're about getting to a point where we can wrap this up here soon unless we have more things to talk about is there anything that you guys want to bring up in regards to bmx media and sustainability and do you, i want to know if people even care that the majority of the content they would be they might be seeing is sponsored content because yeah is there a way to combat the tidal wave of free content writers will always be willing to give their content away for exposure i mean there's a totally different it's a totally different uh, conversation to be had about just a random rider making a video for just because they want to make a video and putting that out on the internet for free and someone making a video for with a company's name on it which is essentially an advertisement just for a set of grips or something I don't know if there's a way to combat that I think I feel like it might be already too far gone because obviously, like you said, writers will always be willing to give away their content for exposure. It's, I don't know, it's a tough conversation and it's a tough thing to say. It will be survival of the fittest. Where there is a market, there will be media. Just everything is moving in a different direction that 20 years ago, then maybe in 20 years from now, this conversation will be brought up again in a new way. You're totally right want more different style in the edits of team riders the problem is that the quality of the content that is paid and unpaid is really similar this is true as well i mean that's why i feel like there has to be this outside thing that allows for sustainability i don't know it's a tough question to ask and i feel like this is something that we definitely need to talk about in bmx and i feel like there's a lot of stuff that people just don't talk about for the fear of pissing someone off or uh, getting themselves like kind of blacklisted and i don't like that mentality i feel like stuff should be talked about if you want to combat people giving up free content the, re the way you do that is not to watch absolutely and I think that that happens a lot on YouTube and there's a lot of videos that just don't get views that's why people don't really make edits anymore because their viewership is just gone in my honest opinion the come up killed print slash paid videos they I think they were the first to put all their content online for free I don't know 
I feel like who can come up with the best answer to all of this will be making a lot of money. It's the people who are on YouTube making their own stuff for people to watch. I mean, it's kind of a tough place and that's why this conversation is necessary right now because BMX media is in a weird place and in order for it to survive moving forward, I think it has to adapt. If there was a way to get paid for advertising BMX companies on BMX YouTube channels specifically, you think that could benefit the industry immensely? I mean, it depends on the goal of the BMX YouTube channel that it's going on and the content. Because that, I mean, I don't know, I feel like that's kind of something that already goes on a little bit with sponsored riders making videos and stuff on YouTube. And I think that if that did happen, a lot of people would be calling people sellouts. But selling out is another topic for another day that we're going to talk about in the future because that's a huge one. It's all tough stuff and things that we got to talk about. I've repeated myself a thousand times, so if you're watching this in the future, I'm sorry. If there was a way to get paid advertising from BMX companies on BMX YouTube channels specifically, do you think that that could benefit the industry? It's hard to say. I mean, Scotty Kramer already kind of does that with talking about his hyper parts and snafu stuff in his bike shop where you can get these things and vans all the time. I'm sure he's doing good stuff for vans. Maybe we just need a network of content providers who work together to promote each other similar to how podcast networks work. Once again, props could be the something like props, not props, something like props could be the mothership, as it were, for this group network of content providers who are covering BMX media and basically doing what we've talked about. BMX kids won't pay for new tubes. They won't pay for Patreon. I mean, Patreon, the thing about that is that if you've got millions of people subscribing to a BMX network on YouTube. Maybe this is what I need to do. Maybe I need to start a BMX network where people can make videos about their scene, cover contests and send stuff to me. I would, I would post videos. I let's, if you guys, if there's someone out there listening or people out there listening who think that that's a good idea, maybe I should just do it. I don't know how I could make that happen. But I think I would totally be down and willing to post people's scene reports and, you know, like get all the YouTube bucks. I will, I mean, that's obviously YouTube money is a, is an aspect of it. And it would, if it grew, it would allow me to pay people for this kind of thing. But I think it could be good for BMX to have something like that and, develop a network where you've got people submitting content or making content for this thing to just promote BMX and show how cool it is everywhere. And I don't know how I would make that happen, but I would definitely be down. So if anyone out there, if anyone out there is listening and is interested in this idea and you want to make some sort of video and like, obviously there has to be standards. It's got to be good enough. Do it, but don't do it for free. You need to make money off of it. I don't know how you would make money off of that. I'm not going to make someone pay me to put their stuff on my YouTube channel. I don't have enough reach or viewers for that. I just think it would be awesome to start to develop that, that BMX network. And someone just said, you kind of already do it with these live videos slash your BMX news show. And that's kind of the whole point of what I'm doing. I'm trying to be a props of my area. I'm trying to be kind of a props of where I'm at, 
showing the different people that I ride with all the time and how we have fun together and then talking about news and all of that other stuff and what's going on and then covering local contests and jams and having stuff get BMX companies to advertise through you there there you go that's a good concept for that and maybe it's something that could be considered and maybe more than one person could do this but I absolutely think that I mean I don't I could make an app but I don't have the money to make an app I gotta I don't even make enough money off YouTube yet to support myself so I have to get to that point I'm not sustainable myself yet because I don't have the viewership for it but I definitely think that something I would be willing to do something like that if people wanted to send their stuff to me to put out there I've heard about float plane but I don't know what it is you take a percentage of their advertising revenue I see what you're saying become a multi-channel network I think that I would rather just have the channel under like my name or something like that and then upload stuff to a specific channel then then worry about other channels building themselves and being underneath me and having to run all those things I think I'd rather just have all content flow through me I decide what goes up what doesn't and I, I mean seriously I'm I think it'd be awesome so if anyone out there has legitimate scene report type content I know Godzilla I know you have stuff if you wanted to make something for if you wanted to make something for my YouTube channel call it the lip lords network something like that but you're kind of doing that already with your news that's kind of the whole point of all of it is to I'm tr I once I listened to the Chris Rye Imprimatur BMX podcast I was like I feel like I'm kind of doing what they did but in my area you would probably have to limit it to your area though because you would get flooded I don't think I would get flooded I think no one will send a video or want to make a video for my me to put up on my YouTube channel you could make some stuff on a Baltimore scene report <clears throat> I think I don't think that very many people would actually put in the work to make something but I would absolutely be willing if people are listening once again I would be willing to upload outside stuff to my YouTube channel as long as it's promoting BMX and some sort of scene report type video or something like that obviously like I said there has to be standards it's got to be at a level at a somewhat professional level both in video production wise and and whatnot and and the thing about it is I don't have time to make these videos so no I can't accept just clips from people and put together videos myself I'm not in a position where I can do that yet I have two part-time jobs on top of YouTube already so maybe in the future I would be willing to do something like that once YouTube could be sustainable for me but for now it would be someone has to do the work for a video and then I would be willing to upload it get it posted wherever I can get it posted at as far as BMX media goes and go from there I definitely think that that could be something cool and I would be willing to make it happen and Kurt if you watch this in the future and you're listening to this right now be the one to do it here's my report on my local scene nothing <laughs> that's the, that's the thing where I don't feel like there'd be a lot of people who would who would do that I wonder if guys like Spencer Forsman or Jay Dalton would be interested in that they already have decent followings potentially I JJ I can't do anything where I have to put time into editing more videos than I already do 
it would need to be something that's already done and not just that's the thing i'm not and i don't want i wouldn't want people just sending videos to promote themselves obviously if it was at a level that that deserved to be promoted then potentially but this is about promoting bmx not yourself You'd basically be a promoter. You could make a bunch of money off ads from BMX companies. I'd start with an Instagram page, and once it gets big, you can do promotions. I don't have time to build anything like that. I would have to use what I currently have, and I don't have time to put in to basically be a BMX media outlet. I don't have the time to do that. So if this was to be a thing, it would have to be something where someone else has already put all of the work in to make the video or content and I could post it on my stuff on YouTube specifically to get it out there and like bring things from all over the world of people making their own stuff to one place. Kind of similar to the Lip Lords Instagram and the Lip Lords videos I'm making. I like where this conversation went. I am watching it from Brazil. What if we ran it more into a corporation of YouTube channels? That's what someone said earlier. And I mean, if someone wants to do that, that's totally cool. But like I said, I don't have time yet or currently to put more effort into things than what I already do. I like I rode today. I haven't ridden since Saturday. Rode today. Drove home as fast as I can. That's because my lips are chapped, man. I just rode. Drove home as fast as I could to get home for the live stream. And then tomorrow morning, I get to wake up, make the news video as fast as I possibly can to get it out by 4 o'clock. Then I got to edit Saturday's video. Then I'm going to probably do another live stream Sunday while I'm making videos. <clears throat> Maybe you and BMX Union could do a combined channel. Something like that would be awesome. I would, because Kurt's got the connections to make something like that. Chat with Lords. That's hilarious. I definitely think that I could talk to Kurt about this. I feel like he like he would like the idea. I wish that he would have been able to to jump in on this tonight, but I haven't heard back from him yet. Uh I won't be at race Sunday. Let's keep this focused on the BMX media side of things though. Me and my friend are kind of doing something similar. And, and the thing about that is, like, if you have multiple channels doing things, props on all the work you put into BMX Brand. So much content, I can hardly keep up. Brody, I'm surprised you watch this stuff, honestly. Just because there's, there's so much, and I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it's not good enough yet. Yeah, I feel like they could be the funnel for people to submit clips easily. Yeah, BMX Union could be the thing. And I literally just Kurt told Kurt today that he needs to, or yesterday, that he needs to like start uh, advertising about uploading people's videos and stuff. I kind of told him a very simplified and limited view approach to what I just talked about for myself. Maybe he would be willing to be do something like that and make it happen, but I feel like it could be a really good thing. Like potentially if someone did a podcast with a pretty well-known rider from a certain area, uploading that, I would be totally willing to upload someone's podcast with their local amazing rider who's up and coming, who people know about hasn't like broken through yet take a break if you're so busy i'm pretty sure we all be fine that you took a break to get your work done see this this is my work though i mean it's not how i make money and whatnot but if i take a break then youtube's algorithm says hey screw off so i've been just grinding as fast as possible and as much as possible and putting out the best content possible so we can grow and do more on this YouTube channel, like this whole idea of being the BMX network like that. <clears throat>
Um, yeah, I, I definitely think that could be a good concept if we could get something like that going. Maybe, maybe BMX Union's YouTube channel is the place to do that and not mine. But the idea is there and I'm going to tell Kurt to watch this part of the video. If you keep up the grind, you will make it somewhere. Keep up the good work. Thank you. I'm trying my best. That's why you need contributors. You're the one-man network right now. It's too much work. I would probably, even if I had a network of people who are contributing stuff to the YouTube channel to be uploaded and whatnot, I would probably still do, do as much work as I do and make as many videos as I do. Because I, I don't want anything to seem like I'd be relying on anyone for the growth that it would lead to. I definitely would keep doing what I'm doing so no one can say that that's the reason that it's happening because the reason is just to promote BMX and give people who might not get the light from BMX media that they should a chance to get that light. It's a thing. It's a thing. Yep. I'm going to get, I'm going to shut this down an hour in, but I definitely feel like we've had a productive comp conversation. No, I totally understand, Micah. I'm just saying that I, uh, I wouldn't want to slow down. You're hearing this BMX Union brand is now your media correspondent. That's right, Kurt. Pay me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, your video needs to be like Scotty. Needs more people. I don't understand what that means. Um, but yeah, back to that. Uh, I totally get what you're saying, Mike. I just... Uh, I don't ever want anyone to think that anything is because of a, anything I would do on here is with other people is for is an excuse to do less work myself and rely on other people for the growth as obviously it would still help. I walk a very it's hard to find people who are okay with being filmed though. You're absolutely right. Um, oh, I see. Needs more people like on Scotty's channel. Well, that's the thing. It's hard to have people who want to be filmed. So we got Marcus and Cody, who are probably my closest BMX friends right now who love being part of the videos. And then just whoever else wants to get involved at Ray's. I mean, the other thing about my YouTube channel compared to Scotty's is that Scotty is a is a personality just who he is is a personality then you've got big boy who is obviously a huge personality marcus and cody are just they're marcus and cody they're not they're not personalities who are like they're just normal dudes who are in the videos and they're just my friends who enjoy being in the videos I, I like it when I like it being that way. Come on up to Ray's hybrid BMX. Let's ride. So now that we're at the uh, one minute and closing mark for this stream, if you're watching this in the future and you made it this far and you have not commented yet about what you think about all of this conversation, please leave a comment below so that someone else can read it and reply back and we can have a conversation about this topic because I feel like it's very important especially where we're at right now within BMX media because of the weird place that things are in it's very important to talk about so please leave a comment below leave multiple comments I don't care reply to everyone just talk in the comment conversation if you're uh, if you're not subscribed yet hit the button um, but yeah, anyways, am I able to donate 
I don't know what you mean by am I able to donate. I'm going to have some conversations with Kurt about this and we'll see. Come on, 4K subs, right? Anyways, though, thank you guys for hanging out and joining in on the live chat. I'll probably do another one of these on Sunday, I think, because I'm really enjoying these and you guys don't seem to like the, the uh, video games. So, yeah. Once again, if you made it this far, hashtag 20% gang, crew, <laughs> club, whatever you want to call it. Shirt coming soon, as soon as I figure it out. Either way, though, that's it. See you guys later, and uh, thanks for hanging out. Goodbye.